Hello, listeners. Jordan here. I just want to let you know that you can listen to Nighttime early and ad-free on Amazon Music. Include it with Prime. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. You are tuned to the Nighttime Podcast, focused on the fringe of Canada. Hello, listeners. Before we start here, I just want to ask you to please buckle your seatbelts. This episode is really going to take us for a ride. As you know, on Nighttime, I make up my mission to seek out and explore Canadian crimes, mysterious events, and just plain weird happenings. Usually, the episodes cover just one of these general themes. But what I have for you tonight checks off all of these boxes in dramatic fashion. I'm not sure if it's luck or intuition, but a story I've been following for years just hit a boiling point on Saturday, August 13th. Here's how a global news report described what transpired. At Peterborough's police station, an ordinary Monday. What unfolded here on Saturday was not. The weekly anti-government protest downtown took a twist after this woman, Romana Dedulo, in the motorhome, called on people to arrest members of the local police. A group went to Peterborough Police Headquarters, and some tried to carry out the wishes of a woman who calls herself the Queen of Canada. She's espoused anti-government, anti-vaccine views for months. Eventually, two of the protesters were arrested and held for a court appearance. Not good. Not good. Many in Peterborough have grown tired of the protests. Ah, stupid. But arresting the police is something new. Well, I gotta say, Global News missed the mark on this one just a little bit. Anyone who listens to Nighttime is probably familiar with the self-declared Queen of Canada, Romana Digilo. But by Global News referring to her and her followers as protesters is heavily understating it. And grouping them in with other anti-government and anti-vaccine activists also gives the wrong idea. A better way to describe what happened at the Peterborough Police Station on August 13th would be something like this. Using little more than a YouTube account, Romana Digilo, a middle-aged woman living in a boarding house in Victoria, BC, had convinced thousands of people across the country that the American military with the support of a global group of allied countries, have appointed her the Queen of Canada and Commander-in-Chief of the newly minted Kingdom of Canada. Her followers believe her many royal decrees to be law, and they act accordingly. One of her decrees, an end to all COVID-related mandates, slowly evolved and mutated into a group of her followers laying siege to the Peterborough Police Station. Their belief was that the American military had sent special forces to support them in their mission to take Peterborough police officers into custody. And once the officers were in custody, they would face a military tribunal on charges of crimes against humanity. As that earlier news report gave away, it didn't exactly go according to plan. But it went much further than anyone would expect of such an outlandish idea. 
And since I've been following the story of the QAnon Queen of Canada since her first appearances, I think I'm in a pretty good position to walk you through exactly how it got to this point. And that's what I'm about to do. So let's get into it. Tonight, in this episode of Nighttime, I'll be using Romana Digilo and her followers' own words to explain exactly what led to and what went down with the Peterborough police siege. As I mentioned at the start of this episode, regular listeners of Nighttime are already familiar with Romana Digilo and her bizarre claim to Canada. In a past episode, investigative journalist Pete Smith and I discussed her background and the beliefs of her group at length. And then, in various follow-up segments, primarily featured on the Keep Canada Weird episode series, I kept you all up to date on the many royal developments, and of course I spoke at length about the day I spent with the Queen and her followers here in Halifax. So with all of that already said, I'm not going to spend too much time on Romana and how she came to be. But what I will do to lay out the necessary background is share one of the first videos she published. This video, which was published in early 2021, is important as in it, she describes who she is, she outlines the basics of her followers' beliefs, and as this episode unfolds, you will hear key players in the Peterborough Police siege plot repeat some of the statements she makes in this video over a year after it was published. Here's a glimpse at Romana's humble beginnings. Hello, Canada. I'm Romana Didolo. As of February this year, 2021, I am the head of state and commander-in-chief of Canada, the Republic. The people who appointed me are the White Hats and the U.S. military. Together with the global allied troops and their governments. The same group of people who have seized the assets of the fake royal family of the UK installed by the central bankers 200 plus years ago. Now I would like to address the vaccinations and injections happening across the Republic. As far back as late February, early March of this year, Right immediately, I took my oath as the head of state and commander-in-chief. I declared Canada a vaccine-free nation, which means all of the vaccines and injections happening across the Republic is unlawful, criminal and his crime against humanity. And for those individuals and groups who may not know, know this, inside the Republic, the penalty for crimes against humanity, treason, economic sabotage, and bioterrorism is death. You will be tried for crimes against humanity under Nuremberg Code. I would also like to remind you that the corporation government with whom you work for and take orders now 
will not be around to protect you and defend you. So I urge you to consider very, very carefully your options. Because should time come when the head of state and commander-in-chief of the Republic of Canada, and that is I, must sign your execution papers for these crimes against the Republic, I will do so. So, pretty weird, right? Indeed it is, but... As you now know, something about Romana's Digilo story or her delivery was effective. As I mentioned in past nighttime episodes, when I met with her and her group of followers a few months ago, it was quite intense. There were several RVs, a security team, a press team, grown adults crying at the sight of her, and children carrying signs they made to welcome her. As my friend Katie and I mingled among the crowd, we found our way into many memorable conversations. There was the typical, like, where are you from and how far did you have to travel to meet the queen? But there was one troubling thread that seemed to come up over and over again. When do you think the remaining supporters of the corporate government will be arrested? See, that is how they see it. The leadership of the prior version of Canada is gone, all arrested by this vague international group. But their underlings either don't know this fact or are actively attempting to regain control of Canada from Romana Digilo. And that brings me to the next concept in the story, the cease and desist letter writing campaign. During the summer of 2021, Queen Romana's supporters began sending cease and desist letters to a variety of places that were following the prior Canadian government's COVID-related measures, something they believe Romana put an end to months prior to the letter writing campaign began. These very unofficial-looking cease-and-desist letters, which found their way to hospitals, pharmacies, and really anywhere that required patrons to wear a mask, followed a similar template. Here's the text of a letter received by a pharmacy in Southampton, Ontario, on June 17th. Notice to Kristen's Pharmacy. I am the witness of the law serving you a lawful document. Cease-and-desist order to stop immediately all unlawful COVID measures. We are now living in a sovereign republic of Canada, and are no longer in Canada Corporation. Your business is operating in the sovereign republic of Canada. Our newly appointed head of state, commander-in-chief, and head of government, Romana Didolo, requires that we resume our lives back to normal and open our businesses to full capacity. All former COVID-19 measures are unlawful and are null and void. If you still enforce any of the former COVID measures you are complicit in crimes against humanity and will be prosecuted by we the people and a military tribunal. You have been served. Signed, we the people. It's at this point in the timeline, just over a year ago, that the roots of the Peterborough police siege really began to take root. As these bizarre cease and desist letters are being mailed from coast to coast, a 50-year-old man in Ontario takes it all a step further. To say that Frank Curtin is a believer in Romana Digilo would be an understatement. And the best evidence of that is his own words. To set the scene for this, imagine Frank Curtin attempting to go to a pharmacy to pick up a prescription and being asked to wear a mask. Obviously, that didn't go well. 
and that leads to Mr. Curtin reporting the incident to the Peterborough police. And they, of course, don't believe a law has been broken and refuse to take action against the pharmacy as per Frank's demands. So now Frank Curtin is left believing that the Peterborough police are involved in the same unlawful conduct that the pharmacies and vaccine clinics are engaged in. But rather than mailing a cease and desist order to the Peterborough police, on June 3rd, 2021, Frank Curtin walks into the station himself and hand delivers it. He filmed the whole thing. Here's how it went. Hi there. I just wonder if this detachment's been served the cease and desist order? A cease and desist? Yeah, anything related to the authority of COVID? I have not, no. Okay, could I, could I, leave, could I leave this for your chief? I would have to talk to somebody. Could I leave that with your chief? That's a cease and desist order. Uh, we, have a new we, we have a new commander in chief. Okay. Um, it's, it's pretty self-explanatory. Yeah. It's uh, signed by we the people. Uh, so I, I'm gonna report this back. Uh, so, okay, sure, okay. sure. Okay. Do you have a mask or anything? Uh, no, this this is dealing with the mask, cease and, or, okay. cease and desist order. Alrighty. Okay. I'll just see one second. Perfect. Okay. You didn't want to sit down. Sure, uh, sure I can stand, that's fine. Okay. No worries. Hi, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna leave this um, cease and desist order. Okay. It is legit. Um, I, I just gonna uh, just recommend that it gets complied with. It's it's recommended to give to your chief of police. I believe that's Chief uh, Gilbert. Yep. If you could do that, that'd be great. So yeah, I, I'm just gonna. Can you say that right now, who's uh, if you if you need my name, uh, you can get it through Romana. She's the new commander in chief. Uh, I'll be reporting back. So if Romana. she's Romana is the new chief commander of who? Of Canada. Oh my. Okay. Yeah. Do you okay. Uh, no, I don't. But if you if you need my information, you can get it through Ramona because I'm going to report back to her. So she, if she's so inclined to give it to you, she will. Can I get your first name? Uh, I'm not going to give you my name. Oh. I'm going to leave that with you. Okay. All right. So you have All right. Thank you. Not there, folks. Is what you call putting them on notice. Now that Frank Curtin is introduced to the story we're largely going to be following along with him as the story unfolds. As you will see, he, with the support of Queen Romano, appears to be the driving force and architect of the Peterborough police siege. And that's all going to unfold shortly. So here's where things start to really get complicated and really get interesting. A few moving parts start to connect. Well at least in the mind of Frank Curtin they do. As we heard moments ago on June 3rd, 2021, he hand delivered the cease and desist letter to the Peterborough police and addressed it to their police chief, Gilbert. At some point after that, Frank reads that the police chiefs across the country have been rounded up and arrested. I can't locate precisely where he read this, but I can only assume that it was in one of the several encrypted chat groups that Romana Digilo and her supporters use. But regardless, Frank Curtin believes it, and that leads him to revisit the Peterborough police station to follow up on the cease and desist order and ask them about the arrest of the police chief. This interaction was quite lengthy, so I removed a lot of it. But in essence, here's how it went down. Well, we're going back to the Peterborough police station to see if Chief Gilbert's been arrested. I've been informed that the chiefs of police have been arrested. We're going to see if we get confirmation. 
and, 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 and okay sure hi hi there uh, my name is Frank Curtin I served this detachment eight weeks ago with a cease and desist order okay and I've been made I've been informed that this has led to Chief Gilbert's arrest for crimes against humanity against we the people okay so I've also been informed that uh, all top-level government officials have been arrested removed from power and arrested and all middle-level officials have been removed and arrested by military alliance military US military under the new commander-in-chief Romano Didilo okay so I'm also essentially collecting evidence ma'am so okay so please uh, even if you've heard through the grapevine you need to tell me the truth okay so in terms of your two questions if they have been arrested no okay they have okay Gilbert, chief gilbert has not been okay. arrested no one has been arrested okay. that i am aware of in my okay okay when was the last time you saw your chief um I'd say a couple weeks ago. Yeah, so yeah. Important. So I, I, I'm going to consider that he has. I, I, that's confirmation for me, ma'am. If you understand my position and who I am and where I'm coming from, okay. okay, I'm here on behalf of we the people. We are going to put an end to this crime and we're going to do it. It's important to understand that I didn't come here to put anybody on a military tribunal list, ma'am. Okay, I, I didn't. And, and certainly not anybody that doesn't belong on one. So an important thing happened during that interaction. Frank asked if it was true that the police chief was arrested. The officer explained it wasn't, but during Frank's follow-up questioning, specifically, when did you last see him, the officer stated it had been a while. And this was, of course, taken as confirmation by Frank that the rumors were true, and he was left with his belief being reinforced. But what Mr. Curtin probably didn't know, and likely wouldn't have believed anyway, was that there was and had been a bit of a storm brewing within the Peterborough police force. The chief of police had found himself at odds with some of the members of the force. And, well, there was some drama, but it was all unrelated to Queen Romana, military tribunals, or Frank Curtin. But it's about to all fit together. In the wake of, and completely unrelated to, Frank Curtin's cease and desist letter, the police chief suddenly resigned. The announcement late last Friday that former Chief Scott Gilbert was retiring the following Monday, only three days later, sparked a lot of reporter questions Thursday morning. We wish the best of luck and uh, we have to move forward. Um, and so um, that was the course of action. He decided to retire. Uh, we had we accepted that decision and to move forward. So uh, the timeline was quick, but that's what we did. Former Deputy Chief Tim Farkasen has taken on the role of acting chief of police until a permanent replacement is found. He there have been reports that Gilbert left because of some complaints filed by other officers in the service. Felt that uh, moving forward was not something that personally was uh, in his cards uh, and talking over with his family decided to move ahead and retire. As for the future of the service, Acting Chief Farkinson says he hasn't thought about staying in the position permanently, but is ready to work to improve the service the best he can. So, you can probably tell where this is going to be going. In February of 2022, just about six months ago, Chief Gilbert suddenly retires. Frank Curtin and the other followers of Queen Romana believe news reports like the one I just played are the work of a corrupt media assisting a corrupt police force with the desperate act of damage control. If Frank Curtin had any doubt, it is long gone at this point, 
and the Peterborough siege is about to get rolling. To give you a glimpse into the plot being born, I'm going to share a phone call with you. On February 11th, just days after Frank Curtin learned of Chief Gilbert's sudden retirement, he again phones the Peterborough Police Station and gives them one last opportunity to comply with his cease and desist. During this call, he clearly explains that he's in a position to perform citizens' arrests on the officers. Welcome to the Peterborough Police Service. If this is an emergency, please hang up and dial 911 now. Hi there. Uh, I am Frank Curtin. I served Chief Gilbert with a cease and desist order back in June. I'm under the understanding that we are currently under martial law. Uh, could you confirm that for me? Sorry, currently under... Martial law. Are you aware we are under martial law or no? Your name is... Frank Curtin. Okay. Um... Now, I served Chief Gilbert, like I said, back in June. I am aware that he has been removed. I know what the media claimed that he, you know, quit on a Friday afternoon. But um, so I'm just looking for confirmation because I'm at a position where I am prepared to make citizens arrests. Um, so I'm just looking to get I'm just looking to get some peace, ma'am, for the community. OK, if you if, if something's taking place that uh, you feel is. Uh, ma'am? Call police. Uh, ma'am, no, you uh, you don't quite understand. Um, uh, are you aware Chief Gilbert's been removed? I am aware that he's not at, uh, that he's not at the, with the police service, yes. Uh, do you know why he's not at the police service? I don't. Okay. I don't, I don't have details, no. Okay, uh, well, let me... Let me ex try to quickly explain. Um, uh, as a result of me signing and serving that lawful document, the cease and desist order, um, it, it is endorsed by the U.S. Special Force Military along with Global Military Alliances. Um, and when I signed it that day and served it, um, you know, essentially I became a, a, an LEO, a law enforcement officer, under the new Canada 2.0. Um, so anything you do say to me, ma'am, can and will be used against you in a military tribunal. Okay. Um, now, I, I, this is no prank. This is, you know, I, I've been to your detachment many times over the last eight months. Yeah, this is coming to an end. So I, I'm just asking you, if you, you know, if you could do the right thing. People just need peace for their souls, that's all. Okay, and that's for police, the priority is to keep everyone safe. Yeah, sure. Yep. So I, I'm like, I'm kind of giving an opportunity, you know, it, you know, I, you, you can't tell me you don't know what's going on there, ma'am. You just can't. Ma'am? Well, what I do know or don't know, I'm not going to comment on it. Okay, well, I'm going to take that as you are under a non-disclosure agreement, okay? Because I, I, you know, anything else, ma'am, is criminal, okay? So, you know, I, I, I think I know my answer, ma'am. I don't think I need to make a citizen's arrest. I think um, it, it's inevitable. But I know there are a lot of people gathering. And 
I only need people, ma'am. I will have no problem doing a citizen's arrest by myself, and I would do that, but I've been instructed to make sure I have as many people as I possibly can. Okay? So, I'll leave you at that, okay? All right. Thank you. So it's clearly getting real now. When I listen to that call, it sounds to me like Frank Curtin really doesn't want to arrest anyone, but it seems like he almost feels like it's his duty. And like Frank tells her, the plan to perform citizens' arrests on Peterborough police officers is beginning. As far as who is involved in the planning or what support they received from Ramana Digilo personally, I can't tell you that exactly, although it's likely going to come out in the future. But I can give you a pretty good view of how this all goes down. So let's jump ahead in time up to just last week, just days before the actual siege. Coincidentally, Romana Digilo's convoy of RVs and private vehicles, which have been touring the country for about a year now, just happened to be in Nova Scotia. As a result, I was closely following their activity in case they planned on making some kind of appearance in Halifax again. So as I monitored the encrypted chat of the group, I saw a surprising message. About four days prior to the siege, Romana Digilo's official account stated that members of her group would be arresting members of the Peterborough Police Force if they didn't lay down their badges and evacuate the police station by 1 p.m. on Saturday, August 13th. A laughable demand, of course, but seeing as I had also been following Frank Curtin's activity in Peterborough separately, I immediately knew who was likely involved, and I felt pretty strongly that something was going to happen. Then, after that message from Romana's account, it was largely silence. I figured she was still in Nova Scotia, watching from afar as the situation in Peterborough played out, but I was wrong about that. As I know now, Romana's convoy suddenly left Nova Scotia en route to Peterborough, Ontario, to witness the siege firsthand. In the final segment of this episode, I'm going to use audio from the videos that she and her supporters filmed to tell the story of exactly what went down at the police station. At this point in the narrative, we're at the morning of August 13th, just hours before the deadline that Peterborough police have to surrender their badges and exit the station. Frank Curtin and a ragtag group of Queen Romano supporters have begun to gather around the station. As we heard at the beginning of this episode, the media described them as protesters. But no, they weren't protesting anything. They were there to make arrests, and they were confident they were going to do it. And that confidence only increased when Romana Digilo and her security team pulled their RV up and parked at the front entrance of the police station. We can get a glimpse into the RV and the mood within the group as Romana invites Frank Curtin on the RV shortly after she arrives and minutes before the siege is to begin. Here's how that plays out. Oh, the old intuition was going crazy this morning, boy. Yeah. And we literally just finished talking about it. Joanne texted me. I'm like, she's coming here right now, isn't she? And then I read the text and like, I couldn't stop laughing. I'm like, <laughs> I literally just thought of it. There it is. It was yeah, so great. Fantastic. Yeah, I'm barely holding it together coming across the parking lot there. Mm. so nice. Well, I will begin uh, live stream here just okay. to let everyone know that I'm here as the Queen and Commander-in-Chief to observe, to make sure whatever process is being done, it's done fairly, and whoever is arrested by the citizens is given respect, dignity, and honor. 
Very good. So that's it? Very good. And I'm here to make sure it goes over peacefully. Correct. Yes. And uh, I have sent a message to the Commander-in-Chief of the United States Armed Forces you, sorry, two days I, ago. Sorry. I sent a message to the U.S. Commander-in-Chief two days ago, letting him know that I'm here and that I'll be here. Right. And that I requested for a backup to make yeah. sure Thank you. Uh, this process goes peacefully. Thank you so much. For the reason. Very good. Very, very good. Very, very good. Very, very good. All right. Yeah. All right, Frank. All right. Right here with you. Okay, great. Thanks for coming up. Thank you. So it's getting close now. The Queen just tells Frank Curtin that backup from the American military has been requested, and that likely provides him with some reassurance. But the countdown to 1 p.m. is just about to finish. And when it does, Frank Curtin and some other supporters approach the front door of the police station. In the clip I'm about to play, you're going to hear Frank rally his troops only to approach the door and find it locked. So, yeah, they're not going to get off to a great start. Here's how that happens. It's going to be peaceful, okay? I, I, I truly believe in my heart all of you are here because you're tired of living this way, okay? So we are the people who are going to make a difference today. We're going to request the military come and remove the criminals that have helped orchestrate this crime against the people, okay? Uh, so again, if I could ask everybody just to be peaceful, I'll do the talking, and we will we'll wait for the military, okay? So if you all want to come in, we'll see how it goes here. We could all start to call 911. Yeah, um, yeah, I'll Maybe I should just punch the hell out of that guy and then they'll come. No. No. no I'm joking. I'm joking. Yeah. Yeah. But people like that are killing our kids, man. So with the 1 p.m. deadline having come and gone, the police are now inside the lock station. Frank Curtin, Queen Romano, and their supporters are outside of the station. So it now becomes this bit of an absurd waiting game. During this point of the siege, a member of Romana's press team, actually I think they identify themselves as her press secretary, but regardless, they live stream an interview with Frank about what's happening. Hello there. Hello, hello everyone. This is Darlene Andy on behalf of We the People, uh, the press secretary for Her Royal Majesty Queen Romana. And uh, I have the great fortune of being in Peterborough, Ontario with Frank. And uh, Frank, we're in front of the police station. So do you mind uh, sharing with us uh, what's going on here right now? Well, uh, we're in front of the Peterborough police station. Um, we tried to stop all COVID crimes last year with a cease and desist order on June 6th that was endorsed by U.S. Special Force Military. Um, today, uh, we've put the police station on notice many times over the last year that warning them to stop 
and they've continued to participate. We are here today to make a citizen's arrest against the members of the Peterborough Police Department for their involvement in the crimes against humanity. Those are serious, those are serious they're, charges. They're very right? serious charges and uh, they, they need to be looked at very seriously. That's why we're here today. Uh, unfortunately, the, because the police know we were coming today, they've hidden inside the middle of the building and blocked all the doors. So we are going to be patient just like they are patient with anybody that's held up in their home by the police. We are going to wait them out. Uh, at some point in time, they're going to have to leave. So. When that time comes, we are going to make a citizen's arrest on the individual that will try to leave. And hopefully, between now and then, they may come to their senses and come to the door. Uh, so obviously, they, they know the position that they're in. If they were innocent in this crime, they would have answered the door and they would speak to the people. Because we, the people, are here to speak to them, specifically. And they are hiding right now. So... We're not going anywhere. We are going to be peaceful and we are going to bring in the military today and hand the members of our police department over to the military. So Frank, I have a couple questions for sure. you. So first of all, I want to thank you on behalf of We the People uh, in the Kingdom of Canada and around the world for your courage. And uh, is there anything that you can share with uh, others that may be open to you know, creating in their own community? and uh, going to speak with the police uh, officers and what they need to do to make sure that we the people are represented. Well, what, what we really need to do as a group is be united together. Uh, if you're tired of looking at watch, or if you're tired of watching the way people are living, you need to stand up, stand with the people, take some time, educate yourself about our new commander-in-chief of the country, Queen Ramona Didigo. Educate yourself. Don't use Google because Google has already slanted her. Uh, the mainstream media slanted me the moment that I served Chief Gilbert. And I'm just a simple man. I, I, you know, I, I, I recognize that this was a crime early. I was in a position where I recognize my boss got a million dollars from the government to start making hand sanitizer bottles. And the Global News told our community and Ontario that they were, that our, excuse me, that our company was expanding our bottle making business. We never had any bottle making machine to expand. That was a complete lie. And I know because I worked there for 33 years that this wasn't a pandemic, this was a pandemic. And uh, I served my boss and I had to quit. And I came here and I served the police station. And since then I haven't worked, I've been investigating the police station. And I have accumulated more than enough evidence to bring these suspects to trial so we the people can have some closure and get peace back in this community. So tension seems to be really heating up now. The people outside seem to be balancing boredom and agitation while the people inside are probably mixing disbelief with confusion. This rising tension is caught on camera when a vehicle approaches the parking lot of the police station. Frank Curtin and a few other men approach it with the unsuccessful plan of arresting the police inside. Here's how this interaction plays out. Do you work there? Do you? Okay. 
Yeah. Yeah, so we're going to place you under arrest with the rest of them over there. Yeah. Yeah. And it's well, no, we, we're no having too many matter. people die in the community, we're right? Doing, Way too many. laughing if you knew what we knew. Shame on you guys. Shame on your jobs. Shame on your Shame. It's called participating in COVID crimes. You ever heard of it? You know, the Friends people that are dying from the vaccine. My sister's injured well, and I have dead students. There is right. no COVID-19. Hey, uh, I hey. guess you don't want to hear hey. it, eh? Your boss. You guys are going to hang. Your boss was you served. quit your job. Where, where's Chief Gilbert? Did anybody tell you he was Where arrested? Military's coming, guys. Just wait. Yeah. Stay here. They're coming. You had a year to take me out. You failed. Now I'm gonna. We're gonna remove you. Yeah. All of you. Yeah, all of you. You haven't done. You your won't job. be going into work today if that's what you're thinking. I don't know if you could hear that well, but I'm pretty sure they were foiled by an initial belief that women can't be police officers. But regardless, the siege now moves from the front door of the station to an employee entrance in a restricted section of the parking lot. Frank Curtin and a group of the more vocal supporters approach an employee-only entrance and speak to someone inside the building through a small window on the door. What they have to say to the police is pretty bizarre. Why, you think COVID's real? Do you? Yeah? Well, well my, my boss got a million bucks to start making COVID hand sanitizer bottles. Before it hit? Yeah, yeah and, and he knew he was getting it long before COVID. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, he wears red high heel shoes down the main street with the elite. You know what red high heel shoes mean? Pedophilia. Yeah. And I caught him. And then I came after your Chief Gilbert. You know, the one you haven't seen in about eight months, that one? I know you guys talk that you see him all the time. Most of the officers I've asked, except for a couple, a couple are honest people. They told me they haven't seen him in a long time. Is that true? When, when did you see him last? You guys need to think about what you're doing. We're not here to We're, hurt you. The, tr do your due diligence. the truth is coming. The military will be here to pick you up the moment we detain you. So uh, you need to take some time, think about it. It's like anybody else, you know. You know, just come to your senses and realize this is not the way to go. We're only here because we got dead and injured people. We don't see you standing up. Do your job. All right, so now it's about to go down. There doesn't seem to be a good video showing exactly what happens, but an unmarked police vehicle, which was a large Dodge Ram type vehicle containing several armed officers, enters the parking lot. Frank and his supporters seem to block the vehicle. And what happens next is some kind of bizarre argument where the police are telling Frank him and his people are under arrest, with Frank and his people shouting back, no, you're under arrest. You can probably guess who gets their way in the end. Here's what it sounds like when you try to arrest a group of police officers. Hey, oh, 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 Keep your hands off of her. I saw that on camera. Yeah, yeah I saw I that, that too. Hey, you guys, off Frank. Frank. Hand behind your back. Stand, behind stand your down, back. please. You're under arrest. Stand down. You guys stand, stand down. Frank, stand down. Frank, hands behind your back. Frank. 
Left hand now behind your back. You police are under arrest. Stand down. You are You're under arrest. You have any idea the world's awake to this bullshit? You're under arrest. Hey! Yo! Hey! That's a nice suggest. Get loose! Stand down! Stand down! Hey! Hey! Yo! You're hurting them! Holy fuck! Jesus Christ! This is police violence! Yeah! So I suppose that's how the actual siege comes to an end, with someone yelling, you are Masons, at police officers who arrested members of an angry mob who were trying to arrest them. Meanwhile, Romana Digilo and her inner circle drive away in the safety and comfort of their RVs. A more detailed story of what happened is likely on the horizon, as Romana and her followers likely got a lot more attention now than they ever cared to. It's one thing to ignore a fringe group who thinks some random person on the internet is the true ruler of Canada. But that group is a lot harder to ignore when they start gathering in real life and trying to take over police stations. Now I'm going to start unwinding this episode by saying, in the days since the siege, Romana has left Peterborough and has largely distanced herself from the plot she seemed so supportive of at first. Reading between the lines, she seemed to be directing blame on the organizers for not having large enough numbers of people to perform the arrests. She claims she had recommended her forces be in the thousands, not in the 30s or 40s. And as far as the Peterborough police, they issued this statement in a press release. Peterborough Police thank the public for their patience during the incident at the Peterborough Police Station on Saturday, August 13th, 2022. We know there are a lot of questions and our investigation is ongoing. The Special Investigations Unit is looking into the arrest of a protester during the incident. The Peterborough Police Service is cooperating fully with their investigation. Any questions regarding the SIU investigation will have to be directed to that organization. However, the Peterborough Police will continue to investigate identify the people involved in the protest on Saturday, and continue to lay charges, if warranted. If anyone knows the identity of people who may have been involved in either the incident with the counter-protester or the incidents with the officers, please call Peterborough Police Crime Line or Crime Stoppers. As mentioned, officers are also investigating the assault of a counter-protester on Saturday afternoon. At about 2.15 p.m. on August 13, 2022, Officers on general patrol were waved down by the victim. Officers learned that the victim's sign was ripped and he was verbally threatened in one incident and had his mask ripped off by another person while out in front of the police station. As a result of the information, police are looking for the identity of two suspects. Suspect number one, female, white with short hair, approximately five foot three, wearing light blue plaid blouse and sunglasses, approximately 65 years old. Suspect number two, male, 50 to 60 years old, Black leather vest with chains hanging from the pocket, blue jeans and a black headscarf. White mustache and goatee, approximately five foot seven. Anyone with information is asked to call the Peterborough Police Crime Line or Crime Stoppers. Further, officers have made a third arrest in connection with the incident at the Peterborough Police Station on Saturday. 
Yesterday, Sunday, August 14, 2022, officers took a 31-year-old Peterborough man into custody for his actions during the incident at the rear door of the police station, which included kicking the door to the station and striking an officer while doing so. The suspect then repeatedly kicked at the door and further encouraged others to participate. The suspect then went to another area of the police parking lot and began yelling and banging on the windows of several police cars with officers in them, preventing them from leaving the station. As a result, a 31-year-old Peterborough man was arrested and charged with assault peace officer with a weapon and three other criminal code offenses. The accused was held in custody and appeared in court today, August 15th. Again, we thank the public for their patience as the investigation continues. I'm still questioning the use of the word protester to describe this incident. But what's clear is it's being taken very seriously. Several arrests and some serious charges have been laid. But up to this point, Romana Digilo has remained unaffected. Now, I plan to closely watch the upcoming legal actions against Frank Curtin and the others. I think you'll agree with me. These are probably going to turn into some pretty interesting trials. I want to thank you for joining me as we unpack this bizarre but disturbing story. This has certainly been a wild ride, and we're not done yet. I'm currently preparing a follow-up episode in which I speak to Karima Sad, a sort of guerrilla journalist who attended and documented the entire Peterborough siege. That episode is going to be released in the coming days. And with that, I'm going to put a bow on this episode of Nighttime. But before we part, I want to give some thanks. A shout out to Monty Data, who contributes the music for this episode. It's a piece called Noir Tokyo. But lastly, and most importantly, I want to give a massive thanks to everyone who listens to Nighttime, as without your interest and your support, Nighttime would be as pointless as it would be impossible. But with that said, keeping the show alive is and has always been an uphill battle. So if you want to help take a bit of weight off the show's back, please consider listening on the premium feed. And not only does the premium feed keep the show alive, It'll give you more of each topic than you'll find here on the free feed as I'm adding exclusive content regularly and maintain a full back catalog of old episodes only on the premium feed. So for about the price of a cup of coffee, help the show out and get more of it at patreon.com slash nighttime podcast. And on the topic of the premium feed, let me thank the newest subscribers, Matt, Heather, and Kalen. Thank you for going premium. For anyone else who'd like to support the show but can't do it financially, you can give me a big hand by simply sharing this episode on social media and letting some like-minded friends know what we're doing here. If you have any story ideas, if you want to give feedback on the show, or contribute a voice memo to be aired and responded to in an upcoming episode, you can do all that and more at nighttimepodcast.com contact. I hope to hear from you. But until then, take care of each other, hug your loved ones tight, and let me know if you've seen anything weird. The Nighttime Podcast is written, hosted, and produced by Jordan Bonaparte.